The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Hi, Jean. Hi, Elizabeth. So today's episode is all about debt. When your business has debt, and what you should actually do about it. Mm. And I think this is a topic that a lot of business owners are going to be very interested in right now when they're planning for what am I going to do at the end of the year? And I hope you can enlighten us on some of these questions. Sure. And we'll get right to that after we hear from our sponsor. Sure. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. Today's question is from Lori in East Hampton, Massachusetts, and she owns a machine shop. And her question is, my husband and I own a machine shop, and we also own the building it occupies. We have a lot of debt with the bank for both the business and the building. And if we have a profit at the end of the year, what should we do with it? Should we pay off as much as we can on the building loan? Should we buy equipment for the shop? Or should we add to our IRAs? Don't Jean. you love these, these Massachusetts people with all, their, <laughs> with all their gloating? You've got, Lori, you've got all these Super Bowl championships. You've won the World <laughs> Series a number of times. The Bruins just won a few years ago, right? The Celtics as well. And now she's rubbing it in her face. Like, oh, I'm Lori. I'm making a bunch of profits. What do I do with it? Jeez. All these people from Massachusetts. Gee, but, I'm going to let you handle this question. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, Lori, in all seriousness, um, uh, good for you that you have profited at the end of each year. And uh, frankly, I've been seeing that with most of my clients over the past couple of years. And the question is, um, what do you do with your profits, right? Elizabeth, do you like, do you sit on them? Do you cash it in and put it under your mattress? Do you, what do you do with the excess cash? Now, first of all, uh, one thing we want to be clear on, having too much cash in your business is not a good thing. Right? Why is I mean, that? Well, it, you know what it does is it, it's indicative of, of, it lowers your return on assets, I mean, you want to be running a lean machine type of type of business. And when an investor comes and wants to buy your business and they want to value your business and they look at what income you're making compared to the assets in your business. Well, if you have too much cash, that's increasing the assets. It like it, it lowers the denominator. In other words, it, it makes you it, it lowers the amount of, of percent return that you're getting on your business. And plus, you're tying up cash in places that could be used somewhere else. I mean, maybe in your own personal investments or something that could, could be, be more useful, in your, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Okay, So just sitting and looking at your cash is not a great thing. By the way, rule of thumb, most businesses should have between four and six months of cash on hand. Okay. okay. Different by the industry, different if you're in a different seasonal kind of business or whatever, and I get that. But Lori runs a machine shop in East Hampton, Massachusetts, with all of these Super Bowl trophies and all of that. <laughs> and she probably needs about four to six months of cash on Lori's hand. Lori's going to write it and be like, I'm actually a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, right. Okay, well, that's, I'm an Eagles fan, so that would be even more of a problem. So, so, so Lori, say you've got that extra cash, and, and say you've got more than four to six months of cash on hand in your business. Um, so what do you do with the extra cash? Well, a couple things I, I, I advise. First of all, um, we should all, we all need to be putting money away for the future. 
So for sure, you need to be maxing out your retirement accounts, whatever they are. That's my first piece of advice. If you have a 401k in your business, if you have a, a SEP, which is a simple employer you know, pension plan, if you might have a defined benefit plan, you might have your own IRAs, you need to pay yourself first. So whatever excess cash that you have in your business that you can get rid of, my advice to you is you need to put that away. Even with for, debts. Yeah, even with debts, you need to be putting money away. And I'm, I'm going to tell you the reason why in a minute. You need to be putting money away for your retirement because that is, that's your long-term plan. That's why you're doing this in the first place. That's why you should be telling all of your kids when they're working in jobs, maximize out what you're putting in your 401ks when you're younger because you will just be thanking yourself 20, 30 years from now when you're like, wow, look at the balance that I've had that I've saved. So pay yourself first, put your money away, maximize out your retirement plans. Now, why not pay down debts? Well, Lori, assuming that you've gotten, you've gone into debt, so whatever, you bought equipment, you bought a building over the past 10 years or so, interest rates are like historically low. I mean, you look at interest rate graphs that go back over the past century and it, it almost boggles the mind at where the rates are. And even today, as I speak, they're like in the 2 to 3% range. Yeah. They're just, they're very, very low. It's actually gone down the past Yeah, they months. have. And then, you know, it fluctuates based on things going on in Washington and the economy, but they're, but they're low. So really, whatever debt that you have, Lori, I'm going to assume that it's at a pretty reasonable rate right now. So you got to think to yourself, if I took that same money and paid down a piece of debt, maybe that I'm earning, that I'm paying 5% on, couldn't I take that same amount of money and maybe invest it somewhere else where I could make 7% or 8%? If you can make more than what you're paying in interest um, on, your, you know, on, on your excess cash, that's where you want your money to go. So now you have to say, where can I make the most for this money? And you really have two choices. You can invest in capital or you can invest in just investments. You know, put it into the markets, right? When you invest in capital for your business, you have the most control over that money. And there's really two types of capital. There's 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 physical capital and there's people. So you might decide to take decide to take some of your excess money and invest it in a piece of equipment for your machine shop, Lori, because you know that if you spend fifty grand or seventy five grand on a piece of equipment, you can get into action and that can be generating three hundred thousand dollars in profits for you next year or something like that. You can do the math on do that. You need to do a discounted cash flow analysis. To Which determine. We, will, we will link to that in the show notes. Yeah. How so to do a discounted cash flow analysis. Important stuff to do to decide, hey, you know, I could take that same excess cash and put it into a piece of equipment and I'll make me a lot more money than whatever I'm paying and paying down on, on the interest rate and debt. That's number one. Or you could invest in people. And that's what a lot of you say. Well, you know, number one was put it into your retirement. Yeah, retirement account. accounts. But it's, you know, after that, um, rather than paying down, you know, your debt, um, you can buy that piece of equipment. Or again, if you want to invest in a person, um, a little bit more riskier because, you know, it, but here, you know, you hire somebody because you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to pay a little extra and get that new salesperson in place or that new project manager in place or that new chemist in place or quality control person in my yeah. in my business. Because I know that if I'm paying that person 70 grand a year, they're going to save me X amount of dollars or I can go after this amount of business in it as well. That's the way you need to be thinking, you know? And then last, but after all of that, is paying down your debt. It's it's funny because um, I go about this with my, my wife and I are like this all the time. She always grew up where um, be, was, she was always debt free, you know what I mean? And, and so having debt to her is like really like she just hates it, you know, mm -hmm. like being indebted to somebody else. And I get that. Um, and we pay our bills on time and I do the same in my business. But you know what? Businesses 
for thousands of years have gone into debt because it makes business sense to do when you can take that same money and get a better return on investment yeah. with it. So there's no, you know, there's no bad thing about, you know, you know having a, a debt from a building loan or a, a piece of equipment, Lori, as long as, um, as long as you know that you can take your excess cash and better utilize it somewhere else. What's a rate that you think it's acceptable to not pay that off? So um, I would say anything under 6% Okay. right now. I, I think it's, I don't know. I, I, I really think that it is not that hard if you have the right capital and the right idea and the right attention to, to make 8 to 10% on your money nowadays, I think pretty easily. And people make a lot more than that. Um, so if you've got, you know, if you're paying 6%, should at least be able to do better than that yeah. on your own. So okay. that's my advice. So number one, recap, pay yourself, max out all retirement plan options. Um, and then number two, don't pay down your debt if you're paying less than 6% in interest. Instead, take that money and put it to better use somewhere else um, by buying either equipment, right, uh, or, buy, or property, something that will return, uh, hiring a person, or, and I didn't even mention this, but yeah, maybe it's it's a matter of taking the money out and putting it into an index fund or something that you think, but that's more risky and yep. out of your control. So so we will link to the guide on how to do a discount cash discounted flow analysis. It's, it's a riveting read. It is. One of our uh, internal writers named Eric Vo. Was it Eric? Yeah, Eric that? fell asleep four times while writing that article. <laughs> yeah, he, I thought, he remember we had to like shake him. Wake up, Eric! It's discounted cash flow. But it's very helpful. Of I mean, course. I when I read it, I thought, oh, what a what a handy tool. Yeah. So he yeah. anyway, he interviewed Gene for that, and they ended up writing it together. And we will link to that. And, we, and it was, we both fell asleep on the yeah. phone at the same time. You remember? But and it's and, one like, of your boss things. had to come over and wake us up. <laughs> we threw coffee at you. <laughs> It's one of those things that you think, like when you're starting a business, you never think like, oh God, someday I'm going to have to read about a discount, discounted cash flow analysis. Ugh. However, you really have to, like in order to run your business successfully, you got to know these terms and how to do these things. I got to tell you something. If you start look, looking at like doing a discounted cash flow analysis, that you have, that means you have evolved a little bit as a yeah. business person. Like you're not like just running some little, you know, itsy bitsy little, you're looking at discounted cash flow. You're yeah. like... I'm like, I've matured a bit. Well, it sounds like Lori's at that, at that stage. Yep. I think business, she needs to, so. she's an established machine shop. Um, and again, I know Lori, you've won a lot of titles. I know you're a champion. <laughs> you don't have to remind us, but I hope this advice does help you. So. I have to say, looking over the question, nowhere in the question does she mention sports. It's, in, it's inferred. At all. Okay, Elizabeth, it's inferred. <laughs> Lori, thanks for the question. A reminder to everyone, if you have a question, we have a form on our website in the show notes. You can submit a question for Gene to answer, and he'll do so probably by making fun of your city sports teams. We'll be right back with Gene's Word of Brilliance. Would you like for your next major business purchase to be paid for by credit card rewards points? Learn how you might be able to do that in Small Biz Ahead's new ebook, The Ultimate Guide to Business Credit Cards. In this free ebook, you'll learn how you can rack up rewards points for your next major business purchase or personal vacation how you can use business credit cards so they won't affect your personal credit, and even how to keep employees from using their work credit cards for personal use. Just head over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to get your free ebook today. And we're back with Jean's Word of Brilliance. Today's word is gender. Females and males. I'm and afraid a, of where this is going. No, you shouldn't be afraid at all. This is a new study that just came out uh, from um, University of British Columbia and Stanford University. They sent out, Elizabeth, 80,000 pitch emails, pitching 
like a company or a product uh, to um, that were promising. Uh, they said fictitious startups, so they made up companies, right? They sent out eighty thousand emails to twenty eight thousand venture capitalists, just pitching a meeting about okay. this. And you know what they found? They found that the pitch emails that were sent under an obvious female name compared to like an obvious male name received a six percent higher response really? from the venture capitalists, which means that what that means in real English is that female entrepreneurs were getting more of a response than male, at least initially on that initial pitch. That's the good news. The bad news is that in 2018, the same study found that 83% of venture capital money went to companies that were founded by men of course and not women now the good news to that is that the companies that did raise money that were female owned and operated uh, got 56 percent more money than they did in the previous year so it's starting to change yeah and i think that's the message when i say that my word is is gender there is a long way to go before we have equality between female and male entrepreneurs in trying to raise, you know, raise money. Um, and it was not very long ago where being a female entrepreneur in the startup environment or getting money from venture capitalists, it was really a difficult task to do. But I, I, I think the tides are starting to change a little bit. And it seems that now um, more venture capitalists are way more open, even besides in fact, more so than men, um, hearing from female you know, female entrepreneurs pitching their startups um, is it's now up to society and those female entrepreneurs to hopefully do something to improve the actual end results and actually get more of their share of the dollars. And I'm, I'm hoping that in the next uh, few years or so, we'll see that trend. All right. Continue. Well, you can come back in a couple of years and tell us how we it's will trending. See. So if you're a female entrepreneur looking to raise money for your startup with a venture capitalist, um, the environment is better. Than yeah. it was, I think, than it was And a few if you have any ago. questions, you can submit them, and Gene will be happy to answer I have lots you. of advice to give at that area. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Gene for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.